You're listening to a Whales or Whales production. You're also listening to Whales. Visit whalesorwhales.com for more projects and shows like this one. Welcome to Hearthaholics, a Hearthstone podcast about sitting back, chatting with friends, and making terrible puns. This is episode 22, and I am your host, Brian. Joining me today is Billy. Hello, Billy. Hello, Brian. And Andres. Hello, Andres. Hey, Brian. Glad to be back. So, I said it was episode 22, but I just realized we're actually celebrating our 100th episode today. 100th episode? What? Yeah! That, That might be the other podcast. Well, you guys were gone this last week. I just really quickly recorded like uh, 77 episodes. Wow. Or 67 episodes. I can't are you, count. Are you feeling okay? Uh, well, they were each just a minute long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You were cheating. And it was just, you know, me playing Hearthstone and occasionally um, yelling about getting lethal. And I'm just going to upload all of those before this one. And then we can say it's our 100th episode. <laughs> So I'm really excited about this. Um, yeah, I tried apparently to... uh, Blizzard does really cool things for a podcast who reached their 100th episode. Exactly. I figure I just got uh, Ben Brode's personal phone number, so I figure I'll just spam it throughout the whole episode and hope he picks <laughs> up at some point. Um, and, you know, we'll be good to go. But really, um, all joking aside, as much as I kind of wish I'd actually done all of that, uh, it has actually been the 100th episode of another podcast that's very special to us recently. Uh, Billy, who was that? Pop quiz time. Uh, I th- I th- I'm not sure. Was it like the mildly upset rooster? It, no. Are you sure? It might have been the mildly upset rooster. I mean, it's possible. There's a podcast out there called the mildly upset rooster. I mean, I've not fact checked this. So, I mean, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but I'm going to say you probably are. Andres, do you have a better answer? I think uh, I think it's tack. Yes. the angry chicken. There you go. We have a winner. Uh, you even knew what the acronym stood for. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Congratulations. Big fan, big fan. So, yes, the angry chicken, the, I believe, premier Hearthstone podcast, the most popular Hearthstone podcast in the world, recently celebrated its 100th episode um, this last week. And congratulations to them. If it wasn't for their podcast and their community, we wouldn't exist at all. Yeah. So, Major kudos to those guys. I saw the whole or listened to most of and saw a little bit of the whole episode. And it was amazing because they had been brought on like the entire episode. Yeah, um, that was really fun. For the for those of you who have not watched this, I definitely recommend this episode. It's super fun with Ben Brode. They have Frodon and I think they have Karma and they too which is a famous streamer. Or not famous streamer, yeah. but a well-known streamer. Um, yeah, they get a lot of interesting discussion going. Um, I thought it was kind of hilarious when they brought Frodan on because he just seemed so excited to be able to ask Ben Brode all these questions that had been on his mind forever. Uh, well, <laughs> he was just like, we I want answers. Him, but like Frodan, you know, this isn't his first interaction with, with Blizzard employees. Like he, he oh, no, no, he's no. played like, like Overwatch and everything. Like he, oh, yeah. totally. I don't yeah, think he, he was like starstruck or anything. He's in Blizzard's list. He just shows up at the Blizzard's gate and he just says uh, yeah. uh Froden to the guard and he's like oh uh, Mr. Froden come come on in yeah just presses but I feel a button he like 
he got it wasn't so much like i can finally talk to blizzard people as much as like i have these really specific things i want to get in depth about because i just love talking about this game You're right. and ben Brode's like i don't know if i can go into depth on all of that right now but it was a really cool discussion <laughs> what they were able to get through definitely um, so yeah again everyone check that show out in addition to it just being a general celebration of the podcast which is always fun it also just had a lot of interesting and uh also sometimes new information about hearthstone and kind of the development thoughts behind it so that was really uh impressive and of course again congratulations to them they're doing a wonderful absolutely job, so. happy centennial birthday is that right uh that's actually really i think centennial would work because like bicentennial would be 200 right so, yeah I don't know why I know Bicentennial more than Centennial. Yeah, I think, I think if Bicentennial is 200, I think Centennial, yeah. we should be safe. We should then be safe. Billy, that. what is Tricentennial? I, I mean, I mean, yeah. That's correct. The, the upset rooster. The upset rooster. The mildly <laughs> upset rooster. <laughs> I was trying to get like now. the complete opposite of the angry chicken. Like that was, that was what uh, I was going for there when I was doing. The that. opposite would be like, yeah, the happy the happy duck which is my <laughs> which is my new podcast about i have no idea happy but the duck. happy duck the happy duck actually sounds like a good tavern like ah, i'm gonna go have a drink at the happy duck yeah <laughs> that's right could oh, work. a little restaurant and like a breakfast place <sighs> all right guys we have more announcements to get through that i want to throw at the top of the show so let's get to those before we get into our main topics this week i did have a little more housekeeping to do uh, because this is important, exciting stuff that you guys might miss since you probably skipped through all the boring end of the show stuff at this point, because <laughs> it's the same every single week. Uh, the first announcement is most of you probably know that we do a game night for the Angry Chicken, speaking of, uh, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Daily Time. And that is not the announcement. The announcement is we are going to start doing a second game night because a lot of people, Andres included, aren't able to make it to uh the wednesday night one every week and sometimes that that time is just too late for them to really get yeah. uh much in so we're going to be starting a second game night that's going to happen at 6 30 p.m central daily time on mondays uh starting with this upcoming monday the 7th and andres you're going to be uh hosting those for people absolutely i'll be there every monday night um we figured it'd be a good time to start doing a second one one because i can't make it to the wednesday's ones and um yeah. it was one of my favorite things to do it's such a cool community you have a lot of fun it's all about just playing with other people and having fun with each other getting good laughs um is one of the best ways to play hearthstone um and also we were having a lot of people show up to the one on wednesday so i feel like we have uh enough of a demand to start doing it on mondays that's the assumption. Or come Monday, Andres and I will just play Hearthstone with each other for a few Would hours. You? It's not going to be bad. Maybe somebody <laughs> will show up. <laughs> there are worse fates, indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be coming to that first one at least. I don't know if I'll be able to make it to every Monday meetup. But, yeah, definitely check that out. And, again, check out the TAC subreddit um, over at slash TAC podcast um, to see all that. And there will be links and information in the show notes. Uh, also, we're doing another thing. Um, we're Ooh, also I'm going excited to be, about this one. Yes, we're also going to be advertising it on the TAC subreddit, but it is a Hearthaholics um, small group ladder practice. And I promise I'll get a catchier name at some point once we actually know what this thing is. But on Tuesday, September 8th at 8 p.m. Central Daily Time, we are going to be having a session all about laddering and learning how to get better at playing the ranked ladder, wherein there will be a mentor 
and maybe three or four per people per call. And you'll be in a group with your mentor and your uh, few friends, and you will be spectating one of the few people in it as the mentor guides them on how to be better at ladder. So it's this idea of getting small groups together, each small group with its own coach, and that small group working together on how they can improve their ladder game and rank play in general. I think it's something that a lot of people are trying to figure out, especially getting out of rank 20 and rank 18 and starting to get higher up to rank five. So now that we've been running across more and more really experienced players who are good at teaching at our game nights, we thought it'd be really cool to set up a format where those more experienced players can um, impart that knowledge in a more controlled environment than the really hectic game nights where, you know, there are nine and 10 people per call. Yeah, yeah, on. absolutely. Um, the idea from this comes from that one game night that we did where we yeah. did the similar thing. We divided the call into like three different calls. Yeah, two and, or three. Uh, yeah, we just laddered with people and kind of like uh, helped them um, build their decks and like take their decks out and guide them through through the ladder, uh, explaining how their decks were working. And we had a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people wanted us to do that again. So um, we're doing this as a separate thing now. Is a, this is going to be like the alpha test of this thing. We're going to see how mm -hmm. this goes. Uh, and if people like it and if it's successful, uh, we want to keep doing this sort of thing because um, I think there's a lot of people in this group that like teaching to other people and have been playing the yeah. game for a while. Um, and it's valuable information for people who are trying to um, get better at the game. Um, much better when you can sit one-on-one -on -one with a person and show them the way you play, and they can uh, give you immediate feedback on your on your plays and your play style, how how you should do things differently. Exactly. Yeah. So it's there will be more details if that didn't make sense to you initially. It'll all be in written form and more cohesively put together since I'm doing this all off the top of my head um, in a Reddit post that Absolutely. I'll be linking in the show notes. So you all can check that out and figure out exactly what's going on and when and, it will uh, be. And as but, a disclaimer, dude, do keep in mind that this is the first time we're doing uh, an event like this. Yes. Uh, we don't we don't <laughs> know how many people are going to show up. Uh, we don't know if anyone is going to show up. Yeah. Um, hopefully some people will, though. Um, and um, we'll take it from there, depending on what cards people have and what decks they want to learn, um, how many instructors we can get for that day and how many people yeah. end up showing up. We'll, we'll decide on the format from that point on. Yep, it's super experimental, but I'm excited to see how it goes. And if any of you have any thoughts on how we can run it better or format ideas or just want to show yeah, up and see what ideas, you think, go for it. Anything, uh, it would be great if you guys can uh, tweet at us and Hearthaholics or mm -hmm. um, just get in contact with us and send us an email of what you would like to see in something like this if you're interested in participating. Yep. Um, what kind of decks you would like to learn? Um, what's your what's the main thing that you struggle with in um, in the ladder? All this sort of thing to just help us give us a little, little guideline on what we can offer to you guys. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. We are done with our longest intro ever, everybody. And we're going to move into our topics of discussion. Hold now. on. No, we're not. Oh, what? You really? failed yeah. this podcast. You forgot Wait. to do flavor text. I have got flavor text. If you would like me to, to do the flavor text that you guys predicted at the end of the show. <laughs> All right, Billy. Is this a noun or a verb? We will never know. Oh, I know what card that is. Um, but I'll wait till the end of the show. <laughs> wait, wait. All right. Can, can you repeat it one more time? Okay. Is this a noun or a verb? We will never know. Oh, man. This is a tough one. I know what it is. 
It doesn't matter. You, you don't need to. You don't need to guess until the end of the until the yeah. end of the show. We'll wait right. if, we wait. Uh, we guess at the end. So we so the idea some... is like we present this flavor text at the start, and then everyone who's listening and also us have until the end of the show to figure out what it was, and then at the end we we get the guess. All right. Now we're going to move on to our main topics after that uh, very interesting but very long introduction. Uh, I'm going to be really uh, self-obsessed and start with my own topic this week because I just think it just makes how the like it, topic. <laughs> exactly. Because um, I want my topic to, you know, take 40 minutes and then we'll give each of yours like two. <laughs> <laughs> so my topic is actually really broad, but I don't think it'll take all that long, which is just the idea of. What have you guys been focusing on after TGT has come out? I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but I've kind of been refocusing how I want to spend my time on Hearthstone and kind of how I'm going to play it now that I can't just play Zulok on the ladder all day and probably need to adapt a little bit. Um, so, like, has it been Arena for you? Has it been playing a lot of the Tavern Brawl? Um, ranked play as, you know, old decks just to farm people? Billy, let's start with you. What have you been doing ever since uh, TGT has hit? Uh, at first, I was trying like a bunch of experimental decks, just playing with friends, really, because it's the most fun I have out of Hearthstone. And yeah. then uh, fairly recently, probably in the like, last couple days, I decided that I'm going to start focusing on Arena. Currently have um, what I've currently been doing is I've been doing one Arena on my North American account, then over to my European account. And then just like switching back and forth and been having a lot of fun doing that, learning from the, the new cards and etc. So... That's kind of been where I've been uh, been experiencing Hearthstone. That's cool. Yeah, what has been your... I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week, but currently, what are your top weird decks from all these new cards? I've been really enjoying this Beast Hunter deck I've been running with Starving Buzzards, and I played it against Badyard Blimp, who is one of the people from oh, yeah. the TAC meetup, and he uh, he's just like, oh my, you've made Starving Buzzard good again, and I'm like, ah, oh, that, that that that's something that made me uh <laughs> that made me chuckle. I was about to say the exact same thing, like. I can't believe Starving Buzzard can make the cut in a deck now. I've, That's amazing. <laughs> it's like when a card consistently draws four cards, it doesn't matter how good the stats are on it. Like, how bad the stats are on it. Like, it's, One might say it's really that good. card is currently starving for attention. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, I don't know, in, in this type uh, of deck, it works. But anyway, yeah, like that. And uh, also, I've been, I've been running a Silly Paladin deck, the Hobgoblin one. By Silly Paladin deck, Hobgoblin do you mean Paladin? Tier 1... Secret Paladin? No, that's unplayable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you oh. mean your really weird mist color Paladin deck you got to work? Well, you can't even put mist color in the Paladin. <laughs> you don't need that to. Really that would weird be a weird deck. You don't need right. to. You need Sneed's old Shredder and Youthful Brewmasters <laughs> so that when mist color pops out of the Sneed's, you can Youthful Brewmaster the mist color and now you have mist color oh in Paladin. There you go. That's how but, you do. But if Miss Color doesn't pop out of needs, you insta concede because it's exactly because right? you <laughs> failed it. <laughs> Everything failed. Okay, uh, Andres, how have you been spending your time? Uh, well, this season has been kind of interesting. Um, I think with this expansion is the first time that I've really decided to embrace kind of like the deck building part and um, Ooh. just build things out of like. I don't know, whatever I can craft, whatever idea I come up with that day. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like, I think, like, it's been a while since I've been playing Hearthstone, and it's finally come to a point where, like, things kind of, like, click. 
Um, and once you play the game for a while and you have played enough decks to the point where you have um, general good knowledge about all these decks, I feel like you start thinking about the game more in terms of uh, certain strategies. And once you think about it in that way, it's just about like building a deck that works for that strategy. So th I mm. think that's the exercise that I've been doing. Just think about like, okay, I want this a deck that can do something like this. Let's pick a class that can, I, can do that. And what cards can I put in that can do that? Um, it kind of reminds me of like learning music is that when you first start, you just make songs that sound good to your ear. But once you learn the scales and the chords and all of that, you put them together to a template to get the sound you're looking for. Yeah, you're just more like at attempted things with a purpose, right? Rather than yeah. like just putting stuff together and seeing what happens is more like, yeah, I want this to happen. So let's put this together. Gotcha. So uh, what have you been doing? Like what kind of win conditions have you been going for? And decks have you been making? The Probably the deck that I've been the most proud of so far and that has brought me the most joy uh is this lock and load hunter <laughs> oh yeah that i built um we'll talk more about it later because i want to talk it, about it maybe during my topic and stuff sure but, uh, the beauty of the deck is that it hard counters that uh secret palance deck mm -hmm. and last season before it ended where everybody and their mom was playing that secret palance deck because I think it right. was like the first like good find that people made in TGT, right? Like, oh, it's a it's a new deck with new cards. It's actually incredibly good. Um, mostly because there's no deck in the meta game that is prepared for that sort of thing. You are not prepared. Uh, but if you are prepared <laughs> and you bring the right cards, you can absolutely destroy that deck. And that lock <laughs> and load hunter uh, kind of does that sort of thing. So I was having a lot of fun nice. playing against the paladins. You're running nice. like double flare, right? That's how yes. you're winning. Oh. There you go. Definitely double flare, <laughs> but it's not the only w way that you counter them. Like, uh, we'll get more into it later. But yeah, flare is fantastic for that deck because it also triggers lock and load, draws you a card. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, thing. it's uh, it's amazing. Like it, it really wrecks that pun. Um, but I, I've been toying around with it, that sort of deck, um, mm. which is completely different hunter archetype. Like you play it so differently. Um, and I feel like I still can refine the, the deck list a little more. Mm -hmm. um, I want to experience experiment with a, a few more cards that I think would be good in that deck list. But aside right. from that, I was trying out this um, like hard board presence um, aggro paladin, mm -hmm. which was working really nicely. I was using uh, Gormok, the Impaler. Yeah. And I was using the... Um, oh, what's the name of her... Dark Bane. Um, oh, yeah. Fio Fiona? Fiola. Fiola, Fiola, I think? Yeah. No, no, the one Fiola, that deals damage. Fiola is uh, Light Bane. Aedis. Aedis is the Dark one you yeah. Dark Bane, yeah. I want to get Fiola, too. I want to get both to try out yeah. this deck. Because it, it runs like certain spells where you can buff your creatures, like uh, Blessing of Might. It also runs the new spell that gives plus three damage and Divine Shield. And then mm. uh, you can take over the board really easily with this with this deck and just hold it. And it's really hard for the opponent to get it back, that, especially uh, with Gormok and Darkbane, where you're kind of like yeah. being aggressive and board controlling at the same time. Um, so it was, I was having pretty good results with it earlier today um, in this season, especially now that um, is the beginning of the season. Kind of like the aggressive decks work work pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of that white weenie deck you were wanting before. Yeah, yeah. It's like a white uh, weenie style. Also, I feel like I can refine the deck list. I wanted to try out uh, the Justicar Trueheart, maybe mm -hmm. in it. 
as a kind of like a late game sustain kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I don't have that card yet, but it does excite me for quite a few different decks. Uh, the other card I was trying out that I really, really like, and I feel like a lot of people are kind of undervaluing it, but I don't know. I've, I've been really digging this card is um, Nexus Champion Sarad. <laughs> oh, I don't have him yet. Um, I crafted him because I was watching Hotform oh. play with him on his um, Tempo Mage, and he mm-hmm. was playing Sarad instead of Dr. Boom as a 7-drop, right. just like dropping Sarad and then uh, hero-powering. Yeah. Or just because of the deck, the way the deck that plays, um, you usually have control of the board and you're ahead in tempo so your opponent is having to deal with their creatures already so you mm-hmm. can set it up a lot of the times where by turn five you can drop sarad on turn five and your opponent is kind of like at a crossroads like oh right do i deal with this right now because if i don't he's gonna get like huge value over time or i deal with the rest of his super aggressive board that is killing me right now yeah. So it works really well in that deck, and um, I was playing with him, and I really, really like how he was working out. Nice. Well, I'm proud of the both of you for deck building and like really getting into that. I know Billy, that's always kind of been a passion for you, but it's cool, Andres, that you're starting to transition more into that as well. Uh, I've been kind of taking the opposite tack myself, which is I'm like I don't really know enough about this game to deck build effectively. I don't think <laughs> I am going to spend my time getting as big a lay of the land as I can of different decks that people are making um so at the beginning of the season i'm like i'm at rank or sorry the, not the beginning of the season but the ending of tgt's release i was like i'm at rank three i need to try to make the push for legend and that went terribly um as i explained <laughs> on last show that went horribly i tried to use uh Zulok for it and it's, yeah i don't want to talk about that anymore but <laughs> after that i'm like well i'm going to go ahead and you know try some new decks and just have fun with these new cards and this new meta that's out there and I enjoyed a little bit of, uh, let's see, what did I face? Uh, Dragon Priest is probably my number one that I've tried out of all That's the decks. That's awesome. Like, all the new dragon decks are in a great spot right now. Yeah, tried a little Dragon Warrior, tried some Dragon Mage. Um, and so I was sticking mostly with that Dragon Trifecta. But Dragon Priest just, like, captured my heart because mm-hmm. apparently I've heard some people saying, saying it's similar to Undertaker Priest, which I never played much of. But... It just has so many solid creatures. You can play one on top of the other. There are so many ways yeah. to get solid openings. And then you just heal those creatures up. And it's just, you can trade so effectively and keep a constant presence. And I feel always like have uh, what they mean when they were saying it's similar to Undertaker Priest is that right. Undertaker Priest was the only the first type priest of priest deck deck at that time that, that had an yeah. initiative. Like, yeah, it was a, it was a board con- it was a board control deck where you yeah. just had like these beefy dudes that got really big, and you could use your hero power really effectively yeah. because you always had a big dude on the board that your opponent couldn't just one shot. Um, it's the same with the dragons. You just have these really beefy dudes that are scary and hard to remove, and your hero power works really well in that sort of environment. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It just synergizes with itself incredibly well. And any deck that lets me play Ysera like every game, I'm happy with. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's awesome playing all those big dragons with that sort of deck. And yeah. it also has a lot of tools to uh, keep control of the board because they run like light bombs and all this crazy stuff that totally. works, works well because your dragons, most of them don't die to that sort of thing. Yeah, I haven't tried Light Bomb in it yet, but I'm seeing people playing it. And I think it's a it's a good tech to put in there for sure. Um, I still don't like Light Bomb of... in any deck. I don't know why, but I've never liked Light Bomb. 
Can't stand that card. <laughs> it can be a really good board like wipe. It? I think it's cool. It's fun. But uh but yeah, it it's definitely a card with a very large drawback if you don't get the right scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see, I also tried a modern tempo mage because I got Ronin. Nice. Um I named it Ronin on Fumes. <laughs> Nice. I'm a terrible person. Oh my god, that's <laughs> amazing. That is by far the best pun you've ever made. That is, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. Uh, so yeah, so I, got, I don't think I like Ronin. I'm not sure I like Ronin, especially uh-huh. in Temple Mage. But uh, do you like Ronin, Billy? Well, I said like haha because like that's uh, um, I don't know. Finally, someone else sees it. I, I, oh, everyone's everyone. Been, ever, yeah, everyone's think, claiming uh, Ronin's good, and I'm like, I don't really. I think, I think, saying I he's think not. a lot of people were thinking about Ronin in Tempo Mage, but I think he fits a different kind of archetype a little yeah, better. Yeah, I, I can see him more enough like a duplicate effigy, yep. kind of like a um, mage where you want to have all these big minions. Like imagine. Yeah. Imagine uh, rolling into an effigy. It would be so powerful. I'd done that a little bit. I ran a super greedy one that I actually built myself. But you know how before I was talking about how I don't know how to build decks. Um, that was my problem. Is I did greedy. try to run that. I did try to run that kind of greed deck, but I, I've never played Grinder Mage before. So yeah. I just wasn't going into the experience level. Uh, but I, I agree yeah, with those you decks that that's can where be I pretty hard to play, especially if you're trying to build them on your own. Yeah. Uh, because you have to keep in mind a lot of uh, what might yep. come at you. So yeah. you can counter it to the point where you can get to your end game, right? To your game plan. Exactly. And that requires a lot of like sitting down and playing the game a bunch of times. So you get the right feel for the sort of thing. Yep. Um, but I, I was thinking more of a like a mid-rangey, you know, mm. duplicate with like sludge belchers and like maybe like yeah. Sylvanas, um, Ronin, and like some other cool stuff. I'm with curious, like, a, like why does that deck want three arcane missiles though? Because it runs Antonitis. <laughs> okay, you, you run Antonitis in it, and then you also, I mean, three, ar- best three arcane missiles is just is, is not bad. Anything. No, yeah, I get that, but like. Ragnarish is a pretty good card, and that also costs eight mana. That's true, true, but there's a thing: you effigy, you play uh, Ronin into Ragnaros plus three missiles. So there you go. It's mm. the best of both worlds. Yeah, I don't Ronin. know. I I haven't heard good things about Ronin yet, and I've had iffy experience, but I still see that potential. He's form, definitely especially not, running him like, with Antonidas. He's definitely not game breaking legendary, yeah. but I I do feel like you can fit it into a lot of decks, and he can be quite powerful. So this is a side topic, and I want to move on to your guys' topics here really soon. But quick question. Do you think there are many game-breaking legendaries in this set? Like, really, really good ones? Um, I'm positive people are undervaluing Aviana. Positive. Okay, so Aviana is one, potentially. Are there any others that you see as super, super good? I don't think that there's a super powerful legendary. I think that there's a lot of really interesting legendaries, and there is, like, a lot of very useful legendaries mm-hmm. for um, certain type of playstyles, but I don't think there's going to be one that is going to take over the meta or yeah. anything like that. If that's the case, I'm very happy with that design because I like the idea of legendaries being very specific, very fun, very like situational cards and not staples. Because when you make a legendary a staple, that just makes the barrier of entry for the game so yeah. much higher. Having um, said that, there's a few legendaries in this set that have already kind of proven to be uh, quite good. Yeah, um, for sure. I think that Justicar has been used a lot, especially in the late game control decks like That's Priest good. and uh, Control Warrior. It just mm-hmm. gives you, and also Paladin, it just gives you so much 
like late game sustain that oh, the, yeah. the tempo loss in turn six is almost insignificant. It's a battle cry that you can game. never take away. Like that person, once he plays it, he has that yeah, buff for the rest of the game. It just gives you yeah so much sustainability that uh, a lot of them are running it in that self control decks, and most totally. most of them are agreeing that he's really powerful. So, quick final question in the legendaries: Do you have you guys played with Varian at all, and does he live up to the hype? Do you think? I have were... not played Varian, but I have played against Varian, and I have yeah. seen Varian getting played against other people. Yeah, um, he's quite good, actually. Yeah. A lot of people were hating on him in Control Warrior, saying that he was not going to be good in Control Warrior. But I think uh, I think he's proven his worth. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, I think um, there does come that game where you play Varian and a bunch of other minions and then you get light bombed or yeah. you get wiped with a shadow flame or that sort of thing. And uh, yeah. that that does happen. There's not necessarily a card that you just drop on turn I, 10. Like, I like, there's a downside to him. I really hate when we're talking about a, a new card that's announced or something and, and then mm-hmm. someone goes, well, then they just light bomb or then they just uh, brawl or then they just shadow flame. And I'm like, well, right? if you live in this imaginary world where that's going to happen 100% of the time or like when that, if that's like a concern for you, then you just shouldn't ever play cards. Never, never play well, a card. No, I, okay. <laughs> no, 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 but so we're not case, saying it as don't play yeah. it because you're going to get light bomb. It's more like, this is the downside of Varian. Right. Because you have to Because well, no, really, those cards weren't in your hand before, right? So no, like, no, 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 no. Here's where you're wrong, Billy. Here's where you're wrong. Okay. These are cards that may be all of your finishers. If someone wipes out all of your finishers beyond your control in one sweep, and let it, instead of letting you play them one by one, that's a downside that you wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah, that's, my, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not about... Um, but- Hey, Light Bomb specifically or Shadow Flame specifically is more about the downside of you just played all of your bombs in one turn and they all got wiped. And Granted, you got unlikely. No, and you this got is no like a very. This is a very. Varian is a very unique example, and even still, I don't think he works in this scenario that you're presenting because Varian doesn't say draw your every single the rest. Varian doesn't read, draw the rest of your big minions and put them into play. Varian reads, draw three cards, and if any of them are minions, put them into play. And sometimes mm-hmm. when they're minions, they're not big legendaries, so it's not like it's always going to set up, you know, your Kel'Thuzad. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, uh, and that's Yusera why I started that sentence saying, Varian is a great card and has proven its power, but here's the only drawback that he has. Yeah, it's a potential. It's, it's a card you need, going back to the point I was making at the beginning... I just think you need to think about it before playing it, even more than something like Dr. Boom. It's not necessarily just a drop it, because it can wreck your strategy if you're relying on certain cards, like Alex Straza or something like that. Like, I wouldn't necessarily run him in those decks anyway, but if you are relying on certain cards for their effects to come out at certain times, he can backfire yeah, on that's that, the other thing. Once you're, If but, you're playing Ronin in your deck, you want to prioritize running yeah. like certain legendaries, right? Like, yeah. legendaries with Ragnaros. battle cries become way less effective, but let's say like Isera, Ragnaros... Steensel Shredder, those kind of like gain value with him. All right. Well, that should do it for my topic. Uh, Billy, what did you want to talk about this week? Well, before I move into my topic, I want to bring up a teensy topic. What right. did you guys get from your end of month reward chest? Your first oh. ever. Uh, I can only remember my epic. Well, that's that's uh, good. Here. That's, that's what everyone remembers. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it was Kidnapper. Um, and oh. that's the most disgusting epic ever. He like literally has ooze coming out of his forehead and his tongue is like waggling. 
Um, <laughs> I might actually keep him uh, as golden. <laughs> there you go. Softening on the golden stain. So. Uh, you know, tongue waggling physics. They you know. do look cool, don't they? They can. They can look pretty cool. Uh, what about you, Anders? What did you get? I got, uh, yeah, I can only remember my epic too. I got um, Golden Elemental Destruction. Oh. Mm. And uh, I got one in the packs that I opened too, so I have two. So, so I that's the like new Shaman card that deals, what is it? Three five damage? Or just five damage is not varied? No, it's yeah, I think it's like three to five or four to five. Yeah, four to, four five. to five damage to the entire board, including yeah. your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With overload five. Yeah. It's uh, quite. <laughs> quite a card um i don't know maybe i'll make a crazy spell power shaman and see how it goes yeah. although i was seeing this guy playing a control shaman that was running that card and some interesting choices um and he he was at a pretty good rank here's what you do you run death rattle shaman it's back baron rivendare into that um bam all your death oh rattles oh my god talking about Twice. that well we'll talk about that later but uh, <laughs> got some cool stories all right um uh billy what about you i pulled a card which i didn't actually own uh, which was a frost giant nice oh, that's a really Golden good one frost giant that's awesome yeah super excited about that anywho nice uh as far as my topic goes i want to talk about tavern brawl specifically do, what do you guys think of Tavern Brawl now that we've experienced quite a lot of weeks of Tavern Brawl and we've seen how it will vary from week to week. We've seen the extremes of Nefarian versus Ragnaris. We've seen the downs of, uh, I don't know, what was the worst one? Probably just random decks, right? Yeah. So <laughs> what do you guys think now that we've seen the best and worst of Tavern Brawl? Um, so... We're talking about, you know, all of Tavern Brawl, not just this last week. So we're saying Tavern Brawl yeah, as a Yeah, we're saying whole. Tavern Brawl as a mode in the game. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think it's very similar to what I was expecting from when they announced it, um, which is very positive for me, partially because I run the game nights and it provides us something different that's very approachable and easy to understand for everyone that typically doesn't rely too much on card collections. Um, but additionally, I just think it's a fun way to play with the game in ways you totally just wouldn't otherwise that said apart from the game nights i never actually play it um so i don't know if i'm the most normal test case in that scenario but what about you billy in all honesty i think i'm kind of disappointed in tavern brawl okay not because of tavern brawl but because of the stuff like the repeats don't like that. Mm, especially, I was expecting that. Especially this early in Arena... Uh, sorry, not Arena. Mm -hmm. In Tavern Brawl's life cycle. Like, there hasn't yeah. been very many weeks of Tavern Brawl. And, and what also frustrated me is it's like we had a repeat one week before the expansion. And I'm like, if you were going to repeat, we could have just waited until the expansion was out. That way we had the new expansion yeah. cards to try out in the repeat of that game mode. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel underwhelmed in that aspect also just like the random deck one is just like uh that was that's was, that was so it's like we well, can already do that like i i, I yeah. if i was working at blizzard i would have an extreme firm stance on tavern brawl has to be something that you cannot do in the game currently because usually Although, that's usually quite boring like i don't know that's, I'm just going to play Devil's Advocate real quick for a second. And that Tavern Brawl, sure, anybody can do it because you can just make a random deck and go out of play. But mm -hmm. not everyone has the friend list to just make a random deck and then go play a friend. 
Right. Is, I think it's a common problem, and this kind of enables anyone to just have that experience. So it's not like completely like lazy on their part. They just just threw it in there. I think there's is a valid point to having a problem. No, like that. I I understand it wasn't them being lazy, but I also don't think it's proper to cater to that because the alternative is to just make a fun tavern brawl that they're gonna experience anyway. Like random, especially double random. Uh, is just like I don't know. It's it's strange. I guess like the the one benefit to having the decks being randomized in tavern brawl is you legitimately don't need any cards. Um, yeah, that's huge because random decks are way more fun when you get crazy legendaries and when you're stuck with mostly yeah. basics. But so. I don't know that that frustrates me. I'm with you that it's not a quality tavern brawl, but also I guess part of the reason I'm not disappointed with tavern brawl is my expectations were set lower. I was expecting them to do the random mode. I was expecting it to start repeating after maybe two months. I Um, certainly wasn't one of those guys that was expecting like Nefarian versus Ragnaros every week, right? I I wasn't on that level, but I was Mm -hmm. expecting like the first repeat to be like a long way away. I didn't expect that to happen in in the first couple months. Like, that's it seems strange to me that that we're getting. I was okay with the first repeat. I was, I was okay with that because everyone loved yeah. the, uh, what was it? Was it? So it was, it was the, the summoner's challenge. Yeah, the summoner's yeah. challenge with, like, summoning a minion for the same cost of the spell you just played, right? Yeah. Everyone loved that. And then we Absolutely. repeated it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, because everyone loved that. Let's play it again. Yeah. But the repeat the of the decks. random decks? I was like, oh, So, okay, really? here's the reason they did that, and I'm not sure I like it either. They wanted people who didn't have grand tournament cards to be able to start experiencing yeah. them. Yeah. That's what um, arena's that for. The that was the yeah. tweak. That's what the tweak to arena's for. Like currently, you said there's a percentage, there's a higher percent chance of getting grand tournament cards in arena. That's that's yeah. That's the tweak. Like I don't know. <laughs> you could have had <laughs> something interesting, like uh, if you want the tavern brawl to to be able to experience grand tournament cards. What if yeah. we make it so that uh, I don't know? This is just completely off the top of my head. You do completely unstable portals, but they could only pull the grand tournament cards. That would be so cool. Yeah, there are lots of cool things they could have done in place. But beyond the like really specifics, what do you think of Tavern Brawl fitting into the game in general, like being one of the main game modes? Like, do you think it's fulfilling a really good purpose? Do you enjoy going to it frequently? Like on a broad level, how do you think it's turned out? I absolutely love Tavern Brawl being a mode. I'm still <laughs> extraordinarily upset that it closes for two days. Like, if, if Tavern Brawl was a thing so that weird. I knew I could go do, every, like, any day I want to, I feel like mm-hmm. it would be more of a consistent thing for me and that I would enjoy it more. It kind of hurts mm-hmm. the mode for me that it's like, um, you know, well, well, look, it's it's Thursday, time to go do the, the Tavern Brawl, because, well, for me, it's Thursday, for the rest of the world, it's Wednesday. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Tavern Brawl pops up, time to go play Tavern Brawl. And then it's just like, I don't know, sometimes because f- this is kind of a niche circumstance because of where I live, but uh, some days I'm like, oh, is Tavern Brawl still up? Man, I'm too lazy to go check. You know what I mean? Because time zones are an issue for me. So mm. I don't even know if Tavern Brawl's up sometimes. So it's, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. What do you think about Tavern Brawl in general, Andres? How's it struck you? Um, I I like Tavern Brawl. Um. I agree with some of the stuff that you guys say. The thing about Tavern Brawl with me is that I, I usually play it when it comes out. 
And it's a cool, yeah. like, fun little new experience. I get a pack. Then I might play a few games. I might challenge a few a few friends. Um, but after that, it wanes off kind of fast. And yeah, yeah I don't touch it again. And I it's think certainly the, the not a mode with it. where you, like, press the brawl button. You, what you do when you want to play Tavern Brawl is you open up your friends list and press the yeah. challenge friend. Like, I, the, that whole search button there doesn't need to be there for me because I never use it. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, I use it once pack, to get yeah. the pack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think one reason Andres is like right when Tavern Brawl started coming out is right when you could no longer come to game nights, pretty much. So you're yeah, never, like it kind of it's yeah, that's a huge bummer because that's like the sort of thing that you'd want to play Tavern Brawl in, like against game friends nights and stuff are like perfect. That. Yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, what I was gonna say is that the thing is, if you if you're not playing with friends or just having like a fun Hearthstone night out, like casually, like you're not not anything competitive or anything yeah. um Darren Brawl loses, loses its appeal so fast because you don't feel like you're making a progression in the game right mm-hmm. like when you're playing Tavern Brawl it's fun games but that's about it you know you're not getting your golden heroes you're not working towards your chest you're maybe not uh, making uh, gold or packs from arena um, right. which in those modes when you win a game you feel like you're progressing in the game mm-hmm. and it is bring you back something, right? Like in the form yeah. of gold or dust or something like that, where you can acquire stuff later in the game. Tavern Brawl doesn't have that aside from the pack. Um, so you're also not like learning a skill or a deck that you can know. You yeah, can use it, down it, the road. it is still there. You might pick up. I mean, deck build aside from deck building and like yeah. the game up and down to, be, which allows you to be good at this mode. Um, mm-hmm. You know, any deck that you build in this game is not like. You can learn it and then transfer it to construct <laughs> well, it. Ready. Yeah. Um, and in this game, which experience makes such a big factor of how good you are, I feel yeah. like it works better the other way around, right? Like you become a good Hearthstone player and then you can come build some crazy decks in Tavern Brawl and have a blast. Yeah. That said, I think, again, we are not... It's interesting hearing our disagreeing. opinions on it because... Because... What are you disagreeing with? The, the, the deck building, uh, I think that really does help new players a lot. I, I think, was about to say that. Because, yeah. sure, I don't know, yeah, I I, my, my dad plays Hearthstone. And yeah. he's the type of player who's like, oh, I'm playing a mage. I have access to a two-mana ping. I'm going to put Grim Patrons in my deck. Because now yeah. what I can do is I can ping my Grim Patron. Yep. What am I going to do after that? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'll put it in the deck anyway. So, like, <laughs> it's... It, I, I experience that yeah. type of player on a day-to-day basis, and I talk to him about Hearthstone quite a lot. So I I see the kind of new players building um, decks, and and I think once they've once they get that experience, they start to learn a lot easier than than you would imagine. Yeah, I was about to say that exact thing, which is like it's interesting hearing us talk about it because we are not the players that Tavern Brawl was primarily introduced for. Um, Tavern Brawl was largely introduced for people who look at something like the ladder meta, and it's like. I have so many cards, I have so many options, and this is so fine-tuned, like, what the heck, there's no way I can play this, but in Tavern Brawl, it's like, well, I'll get in every week, and I'll see what fun rules they have, and, you know, learn that way, and I think it does introduce them in a much more fun, interesting, and less um, competitive way. It's much like the single-player campaign in StarCraft compared to playing a multiplayer, like, there's a big difference between what your goal is and how welcoming it seems to someone who's new at the game so i would love I really a cool special that, reward for like triple digit wins in tavern brawl yeah for that's week. what i would like to see like if yeah if, if there was a thing that a player like me who has like infinite amount of time uh could just go do that oh that'd be fun 
That'd be a even lot of just fun. like I, ten dust for every win or something. I don't actually, know. Actually, yeah, I will agree with that. If if maybe you could get like some anything from like your wins that you put in there, I feel like yeah. that would give an incentive of like, okay, I'll actually get my wins this month on Tavern Brawls. So even if just it's just like a golden common for a hundred wins, I'll take one that. golden <laughs> card. One golden card for like fifty wins or something like that. Yeah. That's a little yeah. too much. Maybe. No, that that should be okay. And not I mean, to be nitpicky, but can we change the the one win reward to be like a random pack rather than classic? Because <laughs> I really don't enjoy opening up classic packs anymore. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. And I even have a lot of legendaries and stuff left in classic. But I want TGT packs. Gosh darn it. Yeah. Um, Being incredibly right. nitpicky now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's good to know what they can improve on. So, Andres, what's your topic this week? All right. Well, this week, um, since you guys got to talk about last week about the new happenings and all the new decks that were yep. popping in, and like I feel like that is still happening very much uh, this week. Um, so I wanted to kind of like revisit that topic and talk about how the meta game is evolving, what we're seeing out there, um, the decks that we've been playing and coming up with, and um, sure, how do we think things are going to turn out? The only viable deck is Secret Paladin. There is no other playable <laughs> deck anymore. All bow. What to are, the why don't Paladin. we start with that? Let's start with Secret Paladin <laughs> as it got ca- categorized as tier one deck. Um, yep, on Tempo week. Storm. On Tempo Storm, next to Patron Warrior. It actually destroys Patron Warrior. It is Tem- really good against it. So here's my potential theory Tempo Storm is, forgive my ignorance, that's Raynad, right? Yes. yes. All right, so he's trolling everything. To be fair, it's not right Raynad making the tier list. It's Raynad's it is website. This, it is this week. Is <laughs> no, I'm, this is my conspiracy oh, okay, theory, okay. is that he tweaked the website and just put Secret Paladin in rank one to trick everyone else and troll the entire community. That's my, <laughs> that's my I, going theory. I honestly theory. would believe you because I don't <laughs> believe that deck is good. But the what they actually do is they throw yeah. in a... They get, I think it's not, how many have they got? One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So they got eight, uh, eight experts and they all get in a call and talk about the matter mm. and, and, and figure out what's, at least that's my understanding. They of, need to of record how they do that, that and release it as a podcast. Right? That would be, that would amazing. be awesome. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, so yeah, Secret Paladin's out there. So Andres, for, for, uh, for people like me who have not played Secret Paladin, um, just quickly, what is that deck? What's it about? Sure. Um, the way I see it is an aggressive tempo deck with the with the Paladin Secrets. So basically what I've seen how they play the deck is like a general aggro Paladin where they try to put stuff on the board as quick as they can. All the little winnie tiny yeah. little dudes with uh, <clears throat> Divine Shield and Hard to Remove Death Rattles, that sort of thing. Um, they're also playing the Secret Keeper, which I think is fantastic and super awesome that that card finally got play in at least one deck um for those of you who don't know what that is because honestly it's not a well-played card um there's a one mana one two that every time you play a secret gets plus one plus one it's old school undertaker for secrets basically yeah. yeah it's the undertaker of secrets uh and so far it's been an unplayable card until this deck comes around that runs so many secrets it's almost like some people run up to eight secrets sometimes although i feel they people have been refining the list and they've toned it down to about like six secrets that's how they run six between six and eight 
Um, but basically what you do is you take over the board, you start being aggressive, you start pressuring your opponent, and then by turn six, you lay down your mysterious challenger. And that is the biggest tempo swing that you can have in this deck. You play a 6-6, six, six, and then depending on how many secrets you've drawn or still have in your deck, you can play up to four secrets, maybe five, depending how you build your deck, all at once, in one turn. Um, so have you played this deck, uh, Andres? I've played it a couple of times. Um, basically, how I've, how I've won with this deck is most of the time... Um, you overwhelm your opponent, and by the time you play all of your secrets, your opponent is so focused on trying to deal with this mess and trying to play around your secrets, and is so worried trying to control your board, which is getting out of hand because of the secrets. And mm -hmm. as he removes stuff, then your things get buffed, and then he has to change his game plan because of RNG. So it's mm -hmm. it's a complex deck to play against, and. The wild tempo swing that this mysterious challenger gives you usually is enough to push you over the edge where you can just finish overwhelming your opponent and they, they can't catch up before you're killing them. Um, right. Kind of yeah. the reasons why Patron Warrior is having a big big struggle against this deck because this huge tempo swing pretty much comes the turn before they can do their the combo. Ah, yeah. So it kind of slows them down a little bit. So it'd come on like turn six, and they're a couple turns away at that point from uh, from throwing everything out there. So I was talking to friend of the show, Vincent, um, about this deck a little bit, and he was curious about my thoughts on it because he'd been seeing a lot of people talk about it. And something that we were talking about is whether it would see the same kind of consistency that other like tier one decks before have seen stuff like, you know, Patron Warrior and Miracle Rogue back in the day, uh, etc., and a concern is that it's just so play aroundable from just learning the secrets to kind of triggering them all effectively. Um, that's my one concern with it. And my second one is not a strong enough win condition as opposed to something like Grim Patron where you can charge out 30 damage in one turn. Mm -hmm. Something like Oil Rogue where you can charge out 24 damage in one turn. Something like uh, Miracle Rogue where you can charge out the Leroy Shadow Step Leroy and get a ton of damage in one turn. This seems like it gives your opponent way more chances to react to it. And as people learn the deck, it seems like people will be able to hard counter it more with stuff like Flare, etc. And then also just be able to play around it more. So do you think that's like a concern for it going forward? Is that its popularity will kind of be its doom? Something more like Freeze Mage? I think those are all fair points. And I think um, I think one of the, there's several reasons why this deck is so good right now. Right. Uh, I think one of them is because it's new, like you said. People yeah. uh, haven't learned how to play around the secrets. Um, they're still getting the, the hang of things. Uh, the list hasn't been completely ironed out. Um, but once the list becomes common and people know all the secrets, and maybe maybe some people will trade one secret here and there to mess with people. Um, but once the general knowledge is out there of how to counter the secrets, how to play around them, the order of operations kind of... I think the win rate will go down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Also, on that same like train of thought, the metagame is not prepared for a deck like this. The metagame was pretty much prepared to deal with Patron Warrior and that sort of thing. And that's what people were used to, you know, handlocks, mm -hmm. um, hunters, this sort of thing. And then all of a sudden comes out of like left field, this deck that wins because of secrets. And their main <laughs> thing is secrets. Um, and people are, are just not prepared for this sort of thing. But 
if this becomes a popular deck like it is right now, it'll start seeing some hard counters, uh, mainly yeah. in the form of Hunters and Kezan Mystics, <laughs> um, that sort of thing. So I think... I and think like... Cool, um, oh, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Go I was going to say the cool thing about this deck is that it shakes the metagame in a sense that it makes some established decks really weak against it, but it makes some not-so-established decks really strong against this Paladin. So it's one of those cool cool decks that I think is going to shake things up. Like the existence of it will make certain classes exactly. by Just default the better. The mere existence of it is going to make different choices in what people are going to play. Right. Like I can see single target removal being a big thing to take care of that challenger, especially since you can get like a Vinge to proc on it. So it just becomes like the one target you need to remove. Mm-hmm. Stuff like Polymorph and Hex and that sort of stuff are even better. Although um, I, I've found that whenever they play the challenger by itself... Mm-hmm. If they're not really ahead, just playing the challenger by itself is kind of it's kind of bad. You yeah. usually want to change play the challenger when you have a board because ah. your secrets are like so dependent on having two or more minions on the board to gotcha. be really effective. Gotcha. Yeah, I've seen it played alone a few times, so that's interesting to hear. Again, I've faced this deck a total of maybe four or five yeah, times. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not saying there's never a good time to just play yeah. it alone, but generally you don't. Interesting. You have any thoughts about this deck, Billy? I uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand how this deck wins at all. I've I've lost <laughs> it a bunch of times. That don't even really come close to losing to it. I haven't played it. It I, I I don't think this deck will exist in like a month. It's also a deck that a lot of people are misplaying right now because yeah, you're right. Not a lot of people know how to play this. I'm not an expert in this deck. I've played it a little bit. I've seen other people play it. But uh, I think there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of learning how to play this deck, the list, and the decks that are going to counter this deck. I don't think that's what the issue was, running into it. Like, it's just... Even on the... Like, like one of the games I played, Guy had the dream, right? Secret Keeper, Coin, Secret. I forget what the secret was. Next turn, played another secret. And it's like, at this point, he now has a three... What has he got? He's got a... That's a three, four, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Still won this game, and like you played Mysterious Challenger on Co. Although I would argue that is not the dream, though. Like I feel like with this deck, you want to hope for as much as possible not to draw into your secrets, and then you take over the board with your little weenies, well, and then yeah. you use played... the secrets to kind of like buff him and do like big tempo swings. You still played Mysterious Challenger on on Curve and got four secrets out of it, and yeah. I mean, well, he, Billy, he you got you everything probably have you to wanted. admit, though, beyond your anecdotal experience, there's got to be something to this deck if it's getting so much. Uh, like, it's got to be winning somehow, even if you haven't run across how it's winning yet. Right. Um, I'm just. So I'm not saying it'll stay around necessarily, but I don't. Your experience sounds like you haven't seen it win at all. And, you know, unless you've just been playing incredibly well or playing counter decks to it, I would have to imagine it has ways to win you just haven't seen yet. Sure, um, that's that's, that's exactly. Uh, I opened up my sentence with like I don't un- I don't know how this deck wins. Right, I I, I just, right, right, right. just yeah. don't I I don't get it at all. Like I said, I, I think that this deck will just be replaced with the other like last season's aggro paladin in like a month. I think there'll be space for both. I think uh, both are are quite viable right now. I think it's all about the secrets how are just hard... so easy to play around. It's like, okay, I know exactly what these are. They're Noble Sacrifice, they're Competitive Spirit, they're Revenge, and true, maybe Redemption. True. But just because they're just because you can play around them doesn't mean that they're not gonna have their effect, right? Like just because you know your opponent played Freezing Trap doesn't mean that it's screwing you over at that moment. 
<laughs> yeah, like Mad Scientist is proven. Just the fact of putting cards into play from your deck for free and getting that but tempo like, swing is powerful. Granted, those were so, Paladin secrets. The secrets are so bad. Like, I can deal <laughs> with them all on one turn. I feel like... like uh, one of their secrets is bad, but four of them in one turn plus a six-six, that's a different story. I, I, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> I'm yet to see a mysterious challenger be played against me, and I haven't dealt with it on the same turn. Yeah, I think it, it to me, it goes back to like how counterable are the counters um, and how much to, to say whether or how hard are the hard counters going to be. To oh, wait, 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 hold on, sorry. That was, that was a lie. There was one turn yep. where that didn't happen. Uh, and, and that was because I was playing Druid, and they don't have direct removal. But then the next turn, I top deck big game Hunter, and it didn't matter anymore. <laughs> so gotcha. I was just like, gotcha. every time I haven't dealt with Mysterious Challenger on the same turn it was played, I dealt with it the turn after. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I have my doubts too, Billy. I'm kind of on the... I think it's a deck that... For one thing, the name Mysterious Challenger is just so darn fitting for that card. Like, it's like Blizzard had planned this. Um, <laughs> because out of nowhere, this strange guy who no one predicted, and I say no one, probably meaning someone actually did, but very few pre- people predicted it would actually be amazing, comes out and becomes so far the grim patron of this set. Um, which is just ridiculous. And the fact that he's named Mysterious Challenger is just perfect. He's coming out of nowhere and challenging everyone. <laughs> and everyone true. has wildly different viewpoints on him from the deck is unplayable to the deck is literally the best deck we've seen created from these cards. Um, I'm and that's sure just awesome. I'm sure there's something I'm not seeing. But like, yeah. I just, every time I see the card, I'm like, oh, all right, sure. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, as one playing Dragon Priest, I typically feel really confident against this deck. Um, but again, maybe I, I agree with you, Builder. Like, there's something here that I've not been running into, and I'm really curious if that can stick. And it, that's why I don't know if it's going to be around or not. Like, my instinct is that it's not. Like, it's too counterable. It's too relying on people not knowing what's going on. And it might be like a tier three, maybe tier two deck going a month or two later. But I don't see it really. I guess we'll see around. how. It, yeah, we'll see how it evolves. Who knows? It'll stay at the top once people get yeah. used to it. Because talking about things that can counter it, um, that lock and load hunter that I was talking to you about, yeah. Is, incredibly be good against uh that deck i think i sent you the list to that <laughs> you did load hunter. after you beat me with it horribly <laughs> i would <laughs> love very... to see the the list if you get a chance to send it through sky sure i can send it to you i we can put it at the end of the show so some of the yeah. listeners can look at it too because it's a very unusual list i'm kind of like proud of it because i just built it myself i did get some inspiration from reddit but i uh, modified a lot of the stuff to to fit it against this paladin deck uh, but basically, you run a bunch of spells, right? Like I'm running two Hunter's Mark, two Ar- Arcane Shots. I'm running an Explosive right. Trap and a Freezing Trap. I'm running the two Lock and Loads and like two Quick Shots. Um, all these spells, I'm running like I think one Unleash the Hounds and one Deadly Shot. Um, all sorts of stuff. And then what really wrecked me? Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. I was just going through a list and like describing all gotcha. this stuff. Gotcha. Uh, and then on top of that, you use wild pyromancers you put those in there because they synergize quite nicely with your spells you put the mad scientists because those guys are just simply awesome with secrets and then cool thing about this deck you run a double acolyte of pain with it and i'm running a double uh refreshment vendor i'm so confused 
Sorry, yeah, he just doesn't understand the meta anymore. It's so I, weird. I, I know this deck is really confusing. You're like, what are you trying to do with this deck? It, but but I, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. I'm like so confused here. Let's let's go. Ba- bear with me here for a second. You'll, I'm also running one copy of a uh, Dread Scale, the new Hunter Legendary. Yes, the one okay. that that's uh, me. at the end of the turn deals one damage to uh-huh. all minions. And then I'm running on my top end. I have uh, Sludge Belchers, Savannah High Mains, and then as your finishers, Doctor Boom and Ragnaros. Okay. So basically, it's a control combo deck of sorts. You're mm-hmm. not relying on any sort of combo, but Lock and Load provides you with uh, a lot of cool synergies that gives you a lot of like longevity with this deck. Starting the the match out, you're basically just controlling the board, killing everything on site, and uh, the Pyromancers are great at doing that. Same with uh, Dread Scale. And if you're mm-hmm. facing a Paladin, it's like Christmas because all of your spells are super effective against them. And with Pyromancer and uh, Dread Scale, you just wipe their board constantly, constantly. What I did throughout, like the um, I was playing a few games. I kept running into that secret pally, so I took both arcane shouts out and I put in double flare instead of those. And then after I did that, I just I never lost the game against it. I think I won like six in a row against that secret paladin stick. Um, but yeah, basically you're just controlling the board, and then once you can find a good spot to do your your lock and load, it's kind of tricky because you don't want to load all your spells without lock and loading them. You kind of want to save a few. But um, you have so many, and the coin sometimes works with it too. Um, you just save it for a turn where you are going to use your spells to wipe out the board or something like that. You lock and load first, and you just draw a couple more cards. Um, I'm very the cool curious thing about- as to like why, it, like I said, I'm not looking at the list right now, but it sounds like the deck is running a lot of card draw, right? And it's a, lo- a lot of like combo pieces with 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 lock and load. The card draw and comes I'm, from I'm, the acolytes, pretty much. Right, That's your, but I'm your counting. Card draw. I'm counting lock and load as card draw. Yeah, and and, um, and lock and load for sure. I don't see the purpose of all this card draw. Like the rest of your deck, besides all of this combo stuff with Wild Pyromancer and uh, and lock and load and all of that, uh, the rest of it just seems like mid range hunter to me, or or even close to control hunter with with cards like Doctor Boom, Ragnaros, and Sludge Belchers. And at this point, when you're when you're running this type of deck, and and that's how you're intending to to finish out that game. Um, I I don't see the point in in running all of this random uh random effects with with stuff like lock and load. What those cards give you, uh, and the problem why it's hard to play control as hunter is that the majority of hunter lists right now could control the board, but the problem is they run out of steam quite quick, and their hero power does not provide them any board control. So you can't rely on your hero power to kind of like make up for that deficiency. And the problem with using your cards on the board is that once you run out of steam, you're done and you're going to get overrun. The point of Acolyte and Lock and Load is so you can control the board and then still refill your hand and keep the steam up, um, not weighing down. Because this deck, unlike most other Hunter's deck, is not trying to kill you super fast, although it can, which is one of the cool things about this deck. It can rush you down, rush you down because of the hero power. Um, and if the opponent is playing a more like conservative kind of style, you can put a lot of pressure with this deck. But the main purpose of this deck is to stay alive and then just kill you with your huge bombs and the hero power uh, like 
over time. Your hero power is like so good because if your opponent is not putting pressure on you, your hero power is like a little clock that just ticks and ticks and ticks. So you're just trying to prolong the game for as long as you can. That's why I'm running things like Refreshment Vendor, which is a heal that also puts a minion on the board that is not sacrificing too much on stats that helps you trade with like smaller minions and keep the board under control. That is the point of those cards in there. Just sustain, pretty much. Hmm. Interesting. I um I think that if a if a hunter wanted to improve its ability to draw cards, uh, that lock and load is not the way to go. But that's just my opinion. You'd be the thing about this deck is that you run so many spells, you'd be surprised how much value you get out of lock and load. Sometimes even when you double draw lock and load, this is something that I learned playing this deck, but you can stack them. So basically you can play a lock and load, mm -hmm. then another lock and load and draw a card, and then whatever spell you play from there on draws you two cards. Um, yep. And you might think like, oh, but like a random hunter card, that might not be that good. But in all honesty, I've gotten great results from this card. And a random hunter card can sometimes be really, really powerful, especially because you have so many damage spells, you have Unleash the Hounds, and you have like all these big creatures, King Crush, High Mains, uh, even Ram Wrangler can work sometimes. Wait, 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 why did we go to the bottom of the barrel for Ram Wrangler? Why were you like, oh, even Ram Wrangler can work sometimes? Why not Cobra Shot? I, know, like, I think Ram Wrangler is <laughs> a good card. No, but he's a good a... card, but you're, you're you're not like a beast hunter, so I would say he's the most yeah. synergistic oh, sure. one to get. It's likely you won't have a beast on board, unfortunately. You do have like Unleash the Hounds and a couple other stuff. Uh, it's yeah. definitely a kind of like offbeat deck. Um, I'm still refining the deck list, but I've had really good results with it. And the cool thing about it is that because it's so different and the playstyle of this deck is so different from what people are used to, uh, hunters, everybody misplays against you. Everybody just <laughs> chucks everything on the board because they're thinking like, I just gotta get in here and make this hunter trade with me. And you're just like, yes, put everything on the board so I can just wipe it all. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I'm actually, you got me to check how many lock and loads I currently have. Um, Looks like the answer to that is zero. <laughs> oh, wait. It's a two mana card? <laughs> yeah. Is it, it is a two mana card. Yeah, I have none. Uh, I could, of course, disenchant a golden kidnapper and get one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm not sure yet if I want to spin the dust on another. I don't know. It's I intriguing. Know. I, I recommend trying this deck out if you want to try out something new. If you want to try play a hunter that you've never played before. This deck style is completely different, and it's super versatile. I feel like every game with this deck is different, especially with uh, lock and load. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like you have a solid core of the deck that just allows you to control a lot, and then lock and load right. is just like this, this little random little gift giver that is just like, hey, check, check this out. Have this, this game. <laughs> See what you can do with it. I don't know. It's like all it's... these little puzzle pieces... And each game feels different, and you kind of—it's kind of like a more of a puzzle deck than anything else because you yeah. get like so many win conditions sometimes out of lock and load or like different cards that you can use in your arsenal. And then the core of your deck is just really solid to stay alive. And yeah. the end game, you just put a lot of pressure with your hero power and stuff. I have a, right. some plans for it. Like um, I wanted to maybe experiment with uh, frost giants. 
because I found myself with this deck mm. a lot of the turns I just wipe whatever is on the board as efficiently as I can and then I usually have like some spare mana to just hero power right. um, so if I can just hero power for a while and then like have a really impactful late game with like Frost Giant, Ragnaros, or something like that. So, very important question. Have you gotten Ball of Spiders off of Lock and Load? Yet? I have. I have, actually. Okay, did it win you the game? I No, I couldn't play it because it was too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you get that card for free, it's unplayable. <laughs> yes, Gosh, that, by the way, hard. Ball of but, Spiders but it, is an incredible arena card. I played it in oh, Arena. Yeah. I played it in Arena. Oh, my. That card is sweet. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Was about, I was about to say, having said that, getting a ball of spiders in this type of deck is actually not bad. Especially yeah. if you're playing against a control deck, getting a ball of spiders later on can be quite good, actually. Just three random beasts back to your hand. Yes, please. That's yeah, a fair point. It's a fair point. Well, I'm I'm excited about the future of Lock and Load. That's one of those fun cards that if we can actually end up playing it in anything besides Arena and Tavern Brawl, that would be nice to see. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I can't test that deck myself. I have to imagine running that list without lock and load would be an exercise in futility. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can, but the lock and load really, really gives you a lot of sustainability. Like, you almost want to draw it every game. Right, yeah. So is there anything else in the meta that you guys have been excited about either seeing or playing? Oh, really? People have been kind of been being boring, honestly. Like, <laughs> everyone's just playing cards, uh, decks like... I mean, I guess Dragon Priest is a lot of fun, but like... No it's one a lot of dragon stuff, like Dragon Druid, Priest, Mage, mm -hmm. like Dragon everything, pretty much. You're not seeing like Aviana Druid or anything? I yet. haven't seen Aviana Druid, now, Dude, it's um, a really good deck. You're seeing, I have like, no Druid? clue as to why Aviana is not seeing any play. Well, I, I would imagine is, it's just uh, like a lot of people wanting to try out... Uh, the paladin deck like i think paladin the, hmm. i don't like that paladin deck and i extra don't like that paladin. yeah I, I, I think everyone's <laughs> focusing on uh on paladin and <laughs> i want people to try Maybe. out fun what, I, what i have seen in the druid deck is um living roots and the new five four what savage hmm. combatant yeah yeah i've combatant. seen that oh, and, oh i uh, love living their nasa's aspirant those three yep. are making a huge splash on druid i was pretty sure that their nasa's aspirant was gonna make it to druid but Living Roots kind of surprised me a little bit on how good that card is. Yep, that's been my, like, uh, what would you say, like, interesting discovery of the set was how good that card. Well, that one and the 2-4 Taunt and Priest. Yeah, um, the current token Druid list is only running one Living Roots and one Power of the Wild. But the yeah. Living Roots is a card that I was super excited about. But I, it was one of those cards that I thought I was going to have to try and be like, oh, this card's really good. Trust everyone. Why don't you try it? But it's like everyone kind of picked up. I thought yeah, it was going to have to be on. one of those cards that was like the underdog card. Yeah, the squire. Yeah. It just covers <laughs> the weaknesses of the druid. That and the Dernassus Aspirant, like, especially against Sakura, let's say Zoo and mm -hmm. Hunter. Like, druid, it was. You would start those matchups just so scared that you wouldn't get, like, your wild growth and maybe, like, a swipe or something because you knew you were going to have to come back from the board at one yeah. point or another. But these guys basically give you a way to secure the board from the get-go while still doing your, like, wild growth strategy, which yeah. for Drew is just amazing. Donassus Aspired is, like, one of the cards I was like, everyone's got this wrong. This card can't possibly be good. I never thought it was bad. But, like, I didn't yeah, think I it was that. going mm -hmm. to be as... It's it's not as good as everyone hyped it to be, but it's certainly a good card. Yeah, it's really good. It's solid. And I I love the story where Andres, I was facing a hunter, and I attacked my uh, Donessus Aspirant 
into a freezing trap. And it's like, aha, there's my free mana. There's yeah. my wild growth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the list I'm running is actually running uh, Brewmasters. Pandas? Yeah. So, so on turn two, you can play Dunnest Aspirant. And then on turn three, you'll have uh, you'll have available four mana. And you'll be able to play Brewmaster and then replay Dunnest Aspirant. Now, that being <laughs> said, the deck isn't like relying on that. It also has extra yeah. synergy with Youthful Brewmaster with things like Big Game Hunter. <laughs> And uh, that's neat. That's neat. I would say something interesting at the meta. I would call it a disappointment, except I predicted it. So I don't know if I can. I'm setting myself up for failure at that point. Um, but the idea that there aren't really any inspired decks and even not very many inspire cards seeing play. I mean, you've got like Savage Combatant. Malak Knight. Um, what? Malak Knight. You got Murloc Knight. You got Savage Combatant. Murloc Knight. I would watch uh, out for uh, maybe that. Sarad, Maybe Sarad, have- but not really seeing him yet. You're seeing that that Shaman one, um, the Thunderbluff. Oh, Valiant. yeah, for sure. He's, he's um, really good. But not many, and absolutely not any inspired decks, which, you know, well, some people were saying might come along. So it was interesting to see that, that like we were saying, inspired cards I think there's can still make some time. Decks, uh, I, th- yeah. I think you shouldn't lose your hopes so soon. I think sure. oh, absolutely. Uh, right now what we're basically seeing is the the like the most common progression where people just take existing decks and try and modify them with the new cards mm-hmm. is gonna take a while uh and i'm I'm not this might not happen but in my opinion i think it's gonna take a while for all the true deck builders to experiment enough oh, yeah. to come up with like a super new concept uh i feel like right now strife crow kind of experimented with that uh pot and secrets <laughs> deck and had a lot of success with it kind of became a thing Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we should give it some time to see what oh, yeah. a lot of other people come up with and what gets popular. Totally, it's Jeff, just interesting to see this so far. Yeah, Jeff from the TAC ga- uh, TAC Game Night. Yeah. Um, me and him were trying to get on some game and we couldn't get on it, so we decided yep. to go play Hearthstone instead. And uh, he challenged me to see who could make the better Inspire focused deck and we versed each other uh-huh. with uh with these very inspire heavy decks and it was super fun mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think that there is actually room for that type of deck and mm-hmm. if it was to exist i think it would exist in paladin just because paladin's mm-hmm. hero power affects the board the most and yeah i yeah. think that i i certainly don't think it's a top tier deck or like anything like that but i i would imagine that a inspire calling it an inspired deck when I say that, I don't mean it's like running fencing coaches and everything, but <laughs> what, a inspire a deck that happens to be running quite a few inspire cards uh, will probably be like a tier four list and pop yeah. up eventually. It might be around. I, I expect to see that. You know what? Uh, what card is really good for Paladin Inspire that some people didn't like? That Mukala's Champion. Oh, yeah. No, shush. I was, ex- I spent, I was experimenting shush. with that I spent, guy, and I had so much success. I spent I'm not like even three hours convincing my dad that that's not a good card. No, oh, no, no. no. I, I had a lot of success with that card. No. You can play it. You can play it as a one-off in Paladin or in the Token Druid, and it does wonders. Also, Billy, and I'm a little jealous that you can have three-hour Hearthstone discussions with your dad. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> that is kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> I was, I, if, I, if I went to my dad, like, Dad, Mukula's champion, he'll be like, wait, what? Well, he, what doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't pick up on names so easily, so I have to be yeah. like, the hippo, 
the, the, the monkey riding <laughs> the, the monkey hippo. The hippo. They keep throwing bananas <laughs> at people. Yeah. Uh, at, least, at least they have good ways to describe the cards. They're yeah, that's true. Quite crazy. That's true. Yeah. So I'm excited to be in, to be man. I can't speak to see Inspire around more going forward. I thought it was really cool because um, I loved how Ben Brode Inspire or, or explained Inspire on the recent TAC podcast yeah. where he was saying. It's like activated abilities in magic, but for Hearthstone. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I always thought about it. And I'm like, yes, yeah. that, that is what I love about it. Is I feel like it, yeah. I was going to say it's also an ability that gives you a lot of sustain, right? Like mm-hmm. it makes your hero power get a lot of value over time and yeah. are cards that need to get de- be dealt with uh, immediately or you can run right. into a lot of trouble. Um, so I think for slower type of decks, the inspired cards are, are quite yep. nice. And I could see like an inspired deck that maybe tries to do that right just play the long game and gain a lot of value out of that hero power and that sort right. of thing especially with like just the car and that sort of thing yeah yeah i i'm with you Andres. i don't give up hope on more of those cards seeing play but it's been interesting to see them not be mm-hmm. really take off yeah, yeah, yeah so all right that should do it for our uh show this week um if you want to find us out there on the interwebs i'm about to tell you how um one place we are is itunes um, we didn't have any new iTunes reviews this week. Um, so if anyone wants to check us out on iTunes and leave us a review, that's awesome. I know a whole lot of you don't actually use iTunes anymore. It's very interesting as Android has become more and more prevalent, how that isn't the go-to source for everyone anymore. But yeah, if you are an Apple or iTunes user and like our show, definitely check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, you can also email us. We don't have any listener, listener topics this week because we actually didn't get any in this last week. So we would definitely like to be able to discuss the kind of stuff you guys are interested in. So just shoot us an email at hearthaholics at gmail.com and we can uh, read that off on the show. Also, we're on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Just search Hearthaholics and you'll find us. Um, and we are a part of the Whales Are Whales Network, which is a podcasting network that has a bunch of other awesome shows like this with awesome people like us. So just check out Whales Are Whales. That's Whales, A-R-E, Whales.com to see uh, our website there with all our different shows. It's right there on the front page, one of which Billy is on, the Whales Are Whales uh, podcast, where it just takes all of the different members from Whales Are Whales to chat with each other about pretty much anything in the world and then some so if you just want a really relaxed non-hearthstone chat then check that out um as for where people can find you andres go for it absolutely people can find me on the twitters at i play games you spell that i p l a i games um i'd be super interested in hearing uh if you guys have any suggestions for the training nights that we're um about to do in the coming week uh, shoot me a tweet or a message. Let me know what you would like me to teach or what you'd like me to go over. What decks are you interested? Um, what kind of format would you like to, uh, we're still trying to decide all this stuff. So I would love to, yep. I would love to hear some feedback from everyone, you guys over there. Everyone craft your lock and load. So you're ready. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, I'll be teaching a lot of that. No, I'm just kidding. Only if people are interested. <laughs> it is a really fun deck to play though. Yeah. Um, Billy. Oh, sorry, Andres. No, no, no. I forgot. You also have your music stuff. Yes, and my music. Just uh, If you guys want to check out the music that I do, including the intro music to the show, check out my website, massivemusic.com. You spell that M-A-S-S-E-V-E. Sweet, Billy. 
Is it my turn now? Can I can I can I do the plugs? <laughs> it's right. now it's your, your turn. turn. All, right, all right, cool. I can I can I can do the plugs. You can find me uh, on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash fanatic billy, and then the, there will be uh there'll be a link in my description for brand new YouTube channel that I just launched. Uh, it was meant to be like a full launch this week. We were gonna get on like a proper schedule, but some stuff came uh-huh. up, so we just kind of had a light launch this week with only uh with with two videos, but. Next week will be on a proper schedule, uh, and you can uh, find so that by just typing into YouTube "fanatic transmission." Bam. Is "fanatic Billy" all one word on Twitter? Yes, it is. Okay, so no underscore or anything. Nope. Cool. Uh, that is awesome. I am excited to see. So, ha- is there anything on the YouTube channel yet, or is it just like a landing page? There's currently? there's two videos up there because, like I said, uh, some stuff came up. I wasn't able to do a proper launch, but uh, mm-hmm. the two videos that are up there. I have a Hobgoblin Paladin video, which was super fun to make. And then I have a crazy unlucky... uh, I I was using a Beast Hunter deck, and I was versing a Tempo Mage, and some crazy unlucky things happened with Flame Waker. And I definitely think if you're going to the channel to watch either of those two videos, I would recommend the the one with the Flame Waker in the thumbnail, because there's some crazy stuff that happens in that game. So that is Fanatic Transmission... Um, yes. And that's just the hub for everything Billy going forward, correct? All your personal yes, stuff? Yes, it's going to cool. be like Hearthstone. Any new game that comes out that I feel like playing will be on there and etc. <laughs> Very nice. Sweet, sweet. Um, um, this is a complete quick tangent, but speaking of new games, are either of you guys Metal Gear Solid fans? No. I am a Metal Gear Solid fan. Uh, oh. I have not tried the new Metal Gear, though. Yeah, I haven't either, but I'm hearing like ridiculously positive things about really? it. Really, so it looks intrigued. really cool. <laughs> Someone yeah, I, I hadn't I... talked to in like two weeks randomly yeah. messaged me on Steam while I'm in the middle of playing Injustice. <laughs> he's just like Billy, and I'm like, what? And he's just like Metal Gear Solid. Insert the title of the new one. I don't know what it is. Phantom is Pain. really Phantom good. Pain. And I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. And he's just like, that is all. And then logged out. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I was honestly expecting after four and everything kind of wrapped up, it did not do that well. But man, it's getting like tens everywhere. And like literally everyone I've heard talk about it is incredibly positive. So I'm surprised, I must say. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Game. Yeah, it looks really cool. But yeah, I, I still need to go back and beat four. I'm like halfway through it, but I'm excited to to see where that story goes. Cool. It's Are we so going to guess weird. flavor text? Uh, yeah, well, if people want to find me very quickly, I am oh, Lord Meldor on Twitter. That is L-O-R-D-M-E-L-D-O-R-R. And all of my other stuff is on Whales are Whales because I run it. So lots of new stuff coming there soon. But for now, if I'm going to recommend anything, the Whales are Whales podcast is just the best place to get to know us and then go on to our other projects from there. Uh, all right. Yes. So flavor text, Billy, can you say again what our flavor text this week was? Our flavor text was... Is this a noun, a verb? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry! I messed up! <laughs> is this a noun or a verb? We will never know. Now, I think I know what this is, because I was going to make a joke and a pun about this card once. Oh, damn. Based on this. Is it... Can I have a clue? Is it a warlock card? It is not a warlock card. Is it a priest card? No. Really? Bam. There's another card that is both a noun and a verb. Yes. Uh... Convert or convert. <laughs> Wait, there's is a, a noun and a verb. Is a convert a card? Like convert? you're a convert to yeah, convert is the new uh, the new priest card that you can like steal. You can target an wow. opponent's minion and uh, the card right. in your hand. Have I uh, and years? you can be a convert to a religion, which is a noun, or you can convert someone, which is a verb. Gosh well, darn it! So what's the card? Because I don't have no clue. <laughs> Wait, give me a second to think. Now that um, I I I lost you, you my actual guess. You thought you had it. 
Nope. I, it's it literally fits the flavor text. <laughs> I thought it was like Bane of Doom or something like that, but I guess that's not a noun or a verb. Yeah, it's um, not a noun or a verb. It's, and it's not Warlock, so you know, yeah. Mortal Coil, which doesn't fit anywhere. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I could sit here guessing forever, but my guess is gone, Billy. So we lost this round. The answer is mulch. Ah, wait. I'm trying to think now. Is that yeah, yeah? You're right. That is a noun and a verb. Gosh darn it! Because you can mulch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he's playing dirty, Billy. <laughs> or I you was can playing grab dirty. some mulch. <laughs>